Hey there, I'm so happy you decided to join me today. It means the world to me that you carved some time out just to take a listen to Rolanda On Demand because I've got a show for you today. I tell you, I love that Lundell. I just look at her and I crack up. Those cheeks, those eyelashes, that little blonde hair. I just love, love her. And um, we're so lucky to have her on the show today. She's going to talk about what she's going through, the family drama she's dealing with during COVID. She's going to talk about how she broke into the comedy career. And she's got some great tips for those of you who are looking to break in or step up your game. But the main thing that Lunell talks about is really not so much a laughing matter. And that is that there's still such a discrepancy between male comedians and female comedians in the comedy business. What's that about? Has the ceiling not been broken? She says as long as she's been in the business 30 years, all the things she's done from movie to TV to stage, that she has not been able to break through, get the kind of paychecks that a lot of men in the industry are getting. What is that about? We're going to talk about that with Lunell too. But first, let me tell you about Lunell. Lunell is known as the original bad girl of comedy. She appears in two Eddie Murphy movies this year. Lunell is part of the ensemble cast of Dolomite Is My Name with Murphy, currently on Netflix. She's also part of the all-star cast of Coming to America 2, also starring Murphy and Arsenio Hall. Can't wait to see that! It's coming to Amazon Prime Video on December 18th. So y'all, let's look out for that for the holidays. Lunell also appears in the Barat 2 sequel, and she's hilarious. You can catch that on Amazon Prime Video. Plus, look for a cameo of Lunell in Rihanna's Big Fashion Show, currently streaming on Amazon Prime Video. And she makes an appearance in an upcoming episode of Ghost on Stars. Oh my goodness, this woman is working. But you know what? Not everything about comedy is a laughing matter. And Lunell is going to get very real that even though she's getting opportunities, she says the guys get a lot more opportunities than the women in the comedy business. And they get bigger paychecks, too. Lunell says that as hard as she's tried in her 30-year career, she still hasn't been able to break through the way that the Kevin Harts and the Andersons, the Murphys... And many more have been able to do. Plus some of the family drama that Lunell has faced during COVID. And some great advice for those of you who want to break into the comedy career. You're going to get a good laugh today here on Rolanda On Demand. It's road time. Welcome to Rolanda On Demand. I love my podcast because we not only tackle the tough issues of the day, but we deal with hot topics, celebrity interviews, and information that can help you in your business or relationships. This is Rolanda On Demand. First of all, look now, I don't know who doesn't know you. You are A lot of people don't know me. Lots of people well, they may not know is Lunell, but they've seen you. You've been in about every comedy with every, you as a major comedian with every major comedian. Yes, and isn't that a shame to be in business for 30 years and people still don't know your name? You have to go, oh, the blonde girl. The blonde girl with the Caesar haircut, the one with the bling, the one with the nails. And then they go, oh, but that's, but that's not good enough for me. I think that's a little ridiculous. <laughs> they know all these men's name out here. They know who Cedric is. 
They know who DL is. You don't have to say, oh, the chubby guy with the TV show or the guy with the glasses. What, what I've is done that like, about? What is that about? Why? Because, because, men, because people don't care about female comics as a, as a person. It's disrespectful. I've done three movies that use my real name. I know! The Sandra Bullock movie that I did was called All About Steve. But okay. on the movies that I did to use my name was Borat. Oh. And American Hustle with Cat Williams. And like, uh, I think it's another movie I did and they used my real my real name. But nobody cares, child. But but there is a big discrepancy. Because, I mean, you're doing like Dolomite with Eddie Murphy. You're on Netflix. You're doing Coming Back to America number two. You had the big show in Las Vegas. But I still hear what you're saying, that this is a comedy. Yeah, I've, 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 I've made a name for myself. Is that the people don't, they're not paying attention. And people don't care, you know? Like, they don't even remember the names of the queens of comedy. Well, now... That was the biggest, the biggest female comedy tour in the history of the world. Well, 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 how is it that we re- is, is it the, is the discrimination within the industry, or is it just that people who are audience members discriminate? Because I will admit that it is a male-dominated business comedy, and tends to be no, because well- people people don't care. A lot of people, I won't say everybody, hmm. people don't care about female comics as an entity. If you walk down the street and you ask. 10 different people, male, female, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, fat, skinny, and you say, name me your top 10, not even five, 10 favorite comedians. They'll name 10 men. Mm. And you'll say, well, what about Wanda Sykes? Oh yeah, 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 Wanda, I love Wanda. What about some more, Monique? Right, right, right. We're an afterthought. Yeah, that's bullshit. That is bullshit. I tell you, you know, I've been playing around for a few years with comedy. I'm certainly not the 20-year history that you have in it. But 30, it, 30. 30, 30, okay, 30 year. But it is it is an amazing, I mean, I see why you love it so much. It's just an amazing craft. But you're right, I, I see mostly men. It's and, and I find that, it, like in New York, some of the clubs were fighting to get women on, on the lineups. But but there are plenty of women comics, but you said it, you see mostly men. Right. You know, like, uh, even when you get to a certain level, you, you know, you don't even see females getting the uh, endorsement deals that the guys do. How come you don't see Wanda or Samoa or somebody selling Denali trucks like Steve Harvey and them do, or Kevin, who needs a step stool to get in the motherfucker, you know? <laughs> Why, why don't you, we're the ones with the kids in the groceries, so why aren't women selling Denali trucks or iPhone, you know, or stuff like that? We don't even get offered the endorsement deals. I call bullshit again. Mm-hmm. How does that change? I mean, you know, I, I hear the stories about back in the day that, that the, the women who were trying to just get their their work practiced a bit. The open mics they weren't even by. That's why they had the belly room at the comedy store and places just for women. That if if so many other things have opened up wide for women, why has this been such a slow open, you think? Because it's such a sexist um, industry. However, I think with the advent of the Me Too movement and us getting all the perverts out the way, 
and with people like Issa Rae and Ava DuVernay and, you know, uh, Miss Waif, I believe that things will change now, especially after this cleansing virus. It has been a horribly devastating virus, but it's been a cleansing one as well. Because we're not going to go back into the industry the way that we left it. When we go back, we're going to kick more doors down. There's more female writers and showrunners and stuff, and they're going to be coming to the forefront. So while, you know, uh, like I'm not bitter in as much as I'm not working, I'm certainly working and people know who I am, but it's just disrespectful to me that you can talk to 10 different people and ask them for 10 of their main comedy favorites and nobody will name a female unless maybe you talk to a female. Now we're seeing like female like Carol Montgomery. I, I know you've worked with her. I got to work with her. I was very blessed to work with her doing the, her comedy thing about women of a certain age. Um, you're seeing things at Netflix. We're seeing more women getting their shows. We are seeing, you know, Miss Maisel. I mean, you know, it, even we're bringing more attention to women. I love that show. I hope you're right that, that it'll change and and open up a bit more. Are you getting great material during this devastating time? Somehow comedy and tragedy works alike. How could you not? I know. <laughs> you yeah, want to share some of us? Some observations? Uh, well, you know, I really am trying to not do that because I don't want to, when we get ready to hit the stage again, I don't want to be done used all my material. All your old stuff. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> And then everything you want to say, they heard it on YouTube or on. But let's just say that men are certainly uh, finding out who they're really with and who they're really married to right now. Because these <laughs> these weaves then got loose. Child. They've been able to get waxed. They got Nails gone. Five a five a cock shadow on their vajayjay, and uh, yeah, now the grays are coming in and. You know, I haven't had on I haven't had on a bra, but twice since March fifteenth, <laughs> and, and, and I'm glad about it. You know, um, and then also, you know, it's been a very sad t- sad time to be a, a side chick right now. Hey, because <laughs> Daddy is home with the wife and the kids. You know what I mean. What's that thing? I heard heard somebody say, you're going to find out your husband didn't have overtime after all. (laughs) All the time anyway. No, you know, Cash App still works, though, even though during the (laughs) corona. And so they can still get their money, hush money, as it were. But it's a very, uh, it's a very, very, very strange time. And yeah, there's lots of material out here. Lots and lots and lots. How do you spend your day? Yeah, you're obviously doing some writing, but what do you, what do you do during the day? Well, actually, Rolanda, I don't do like everybody else, and I don't write. No. I'm purely pretty much off the top of my head. Are you serious? I have have that gift. Yeah, I don't, I've never written, I'll write bullet points, like I might say, you know, women, women's beauty during the corona. That's it. Or I might say, women who can't cook. That's it. And then I just go on stage and blurt it out. If I had to write out a joke, that's like memorizing a script. You're kidding. I mean, people spend painstaking moments writing those those stories, shrinking them down, getting them tight, getting the punch, getting the flow. You just do it. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's great if that works for somebody, but for me, it puts pressure on me. 
Because what if you have your thing in a certain flow and something happened that day that everybody's talking about? How you got to work that into your little script? Or what if you forget your notes or leave them? Or what if you, you know, what if something happens in the crowd? Is that going to throw you? If you're a scripted comic, it will. But I just don't work that way myself. You know, I'm not recommending it for everybody because, you know, a lot of people uh, can't work without a script. Thank you, thank you. A lot of people can't work without a script. But I have to because I'm too topical. And, you know, so I might, I might write something now and I may not go back to work for six more weeks. Yeah. So, you know, what I was going to talk about this week is now dated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How did you start? Because if you think it's tough today, 30 years ago, it must have been something else. And, 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 and to take the, the plunge, I'm sure a lot of people said, what are you, nuts? What are you going to do? Come on. How did, you de- how did you make that choice to take this lane? And how did you deal with the naysayers? Well, I'm eating a little piece of apple. <laughs> That's another thing that a lot of our eating habits have changed since we've been home, too. Yes. You know, when you might would have ate a candy bar, now you'll eat an apple or an orange, or you might be cooking more fresh vegetables and mm-hmm. stuff like that because we have to boost our immune system. That's right. The cocaine and the vodka is not good for us no more. <laughs> I mean, unless it's New Year's Eve, you know what I mean? But um, I, I never had naysayers about my comedy. I might've had naysayers about my behavior cause that's, you know, the original bad girl of comedy. I've always had a slick mouth. I've always had a hard disposition because coming out of Oakland, that's just the way us girls are. And um, I started in theater. I went from choir to theater and from theater to film and television. And the comedy was incorporated in television because I came out right when Comic View was starting. Oh. Because when I did, when I first did comedy, I never did it for money. There was no money. <laughs> you know, you might get $50 if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about doing shows with D.L. Hughley 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. You might have got 50 bucks. You might have got a drink, maybe. Mm-hmm. And you might have had to sell tickets. And you might have had to sell so many tickets that, you you know, you, you got all your friends in the room. But, um... When Comic View came about, that was giving the opportunity, especially for West Coast comics, to get on national television. The East Coast comics had Def Jam, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Being that I came from theater and church choir, because we had our own Maddie Moss Clark at Palmasia Baptist Church, and it was Sister Brooks. Sister Brooks didn't throw no shoe at you. But you better better remember what you rehearsed on Wednesday on Sunday. So being that I came from theater and choir, I never had stage fright. That's something that people have to get over when they first start as well. My degree is in English literature, so I'm very well spoken in any genre. And I lived in a white community, and now I live in a black one. I did it backwards. I lived in the, you know, deluxe apartment in the sky and came back to the hood 
instead of other way around. I don't know how what the fuck. I don't know how that happened. But so being that I was educated in white neighborhoods, and being that English was my major, I've always been able to talk to and relate to people other than myself. You know, if you're in Natchez, Mississippi, you're gonna do comedy for them motherfuckers in Natchez, Mississippi. You don't know how to go to Albuquerque, New Mexico and do comedy because you don't know any Latinos. You don't know how to relate to them. You don't know no white folks. You know, black folks are bilingual. <laughs> That's right. We, we can talk amongst ourselves and then we can talk when we have to go speak to other folk, <laughs> if you if you have that skill, and it is a skill, mm -hmm. so I've always had that. The only thing I had was a um, bad disposition and a and a bottle in my hand a lot back in the day. <laughs> That's a bad combination, Lunell. <laughs> Tell me about it. And then I also, I believe that you can be a comedian. Anybody can do it. But to be a great one, you have to have the gift. Mm -hmm. Just like singing, anybody can be taught to sing mediocrely. But to be a Fantasia, to be an Aretha, to be a Jennifer Hudson, that, that's a gift. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I believe to be a great comic is you have a gift. I believe I'm a great one, whether anybody believes it, anybody else believes it or not. I believe yeah. I'm a great comic. And you are. You are. Yeah. Let me, tell, let me ask you this. They're, they're everybody, like you say, everybody thinks they're a comedian or everybody would love to be a comedian. I mean, you, you can't beat when the whole room laughs and the joy that you give people. What do you say to people who are like, I think I want to do that. I want to break out into comedy. How do you, where do you begin? What do you do? I tell everybody don't. <laughs> huh. I don't recommend that anybody. Why? Why? Because it's not what they think it is. Yeah, that's true. You're go what are you going to do when you suck? You got to go home and cry, suck your thumb and quit? What if you do if you suck 10 times in a row? <laughs> and people don't want to let you on stage. Are you going to quit then? Mm. Are you going to go out and study? When I moved from Oakland to LA, I went out every night for six months, never touched a mic, never got on stage. I just watched. Mm. I just studied and I watched people. See, these people are too thirsty to get on stage. You need to study this game. There's levels to this shit. It is. You know, you should see what works in this room, mm -hmm. what works in the room in Burbank, what works in the room in Huntington Beach. Who did they laugh at over here? Who did they not like over here and why? Mm -hmm. And you need to assimilate all that information before you grab a mic and just go willy nilly. Also, if you have a family, mm -hmm. if your child is sick and you get a show that pays $700, what are you gonna do? As a mother, are you gonna stay home and take care of your kid? Or you gotta maybe leave that kid a home alone, shivering with a fever, go get the $700 so you can buy the medicine and come back. Mm -hmm. How much are you gonna cry? How much are you gonna, how, how, about, how about when you miss these birthday parties and these recitals? Mm -hmm. how, how about when you're not home to cook big daddy dinner like you've been doing this 
this corona. Mm -hmm. Are you ready for all that? So I don't suggest nobody do it. And also, if you need a lot of sleep, if you're one of those people who needs sleep, this is not the business for you. <laughs> These interviews, we do interviews at six o'clock in the morning because it's nine o'clock in New York. And, and you may not go on until one in the morning. Yeah, what what exactly? And what if you what if you don't get back in the room till 2 a.m. and you have to be camera ready at seven and at the station? Hello. You're gonna whine about it, you're gonna cry about it, you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it for years. So I don't I don't suggest nobody do it. And I also feel if you need a push, if you need suggestion, if you need pat on the back. And you need coddling. This also is not the business for you. Right. You need to know that this is, I feel like you shouldn't do stand-up comedy unless you feel like you would die if you don't do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there's something very addictive about it. It's a wonderful craft. And like you say, can't everybody do it. Can't everybody do it. But, <laughs> um, but, I, but I like the encouragement that you're saying. First of all, half the time, if you tell somebody, I wouldn't do it, they're going to work harder to do it. <laughs> well, that's good. That's what they should do. That's what they because do. Go the, take reject, the, rejection, the rejection should drive you. Ooh, that's right. It should drive you. But if y'all are sensitive and like, I don't know why she wouldn't tell me what. I just I look up to her so much. I wish she would tell me what. You shouldn't need that. Go do you and come back and show me. Mm. Make me bow down. <laughs> Make me say, you know what? I should have, yeah. You know, I'm just saying, I'm hard with it. I do the tough love approach. I'm not here to stroke your hair and dry your tears and all that shit. I'm not, get, you, get your mama to do that. <laughs> do you teach workshops? Never thought about that? They won't allow me near children, Rolanda. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> No, I'm planning on um, adopting a theater company, however, and I will sort of incorporate some of these rules with that. Because like I said, I love theater first. Mm -hmm. But I love comedic theater. I love comedic musical theater. I love all that. I did all that. Yeah. Um, I'm for any youth that are trying to do anything creative and be off the streets. You know, when you and I were going to school, they had, they taught theater. It was a class. That's right. You know, we had home ec. They taught girls how to bake and cook. Mm -hmm. They took all that out to school. I don't know whose brilliant idea that was. And it's been a shit show ever since. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Y'all ain't getting cooked nothing at, on, on, on COVID-19 lockdown because we got rid of home ec. <laughs> I know. So what, what do you, where, how do you think things are going to be in comedy and in life when all of this gets back to whatever form of performance this is going to be? Well, I think that there will be a, first of all, I know that people are dying to get back in the comedy club, the comics and the audience. That's right. Because um, when you're so used to- tight net though. What's going to happen? I don't know. I know for me, I have told my fans and friends that if you have a picture with me and I'm hugging you, <laughs> kissing you, <laughs> licking your cheek, 
If you have a picture of me like that, that is now a collector's item. <laughs> don't come near me after no I'm, I'm having I'm having a shirt made that said, if you love me, don't touch me. <laughs> I'm not doing any of that no more. That's all over. We can socially distance in a picture. I might be in the background going, hey. But it's a blessing for me because I have allergies anyway. I was starting to, you know, um, back off from all that hugging and kissing anyway. And when you're a comedian, people feel like they have full reign on you. Like they wouldn't walk up and grab Denzel from the back and kiss him on the neck or Joe Pesci <laughs> or De Niro. But they'll do that to you or I, you know? Right. And, and they got to stop doing that. I don't I I don't know how we're going to you know I know Delta Airlines said they weren't selling any middle seats anymore you know at least until everything and I I like that but the comedy clubs is too greedy they're not going to do that I don't know what they're going to do cuz you can spit on somebody in the front row Yeah that's always been a big problem of mine too is uh, comedic safety Mm-hmm. Because I've worked some clubs that I literally said I'm not going back to because they're so packed in there. If something popped off, you couldn't even get off stage. Right. You can't right. even get out. The security can't even get to you. Right. And I don't agree with that. You know, I think that the club should protect their investment, that they should have the safety of their um, com- comedian sure. at the forefront, but they don't. There's usually some security in the club, but it's to make sure that they count the money right at the front door. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not for us to regulate the audience and ask people to be quiet. Because if you go to one of these white clubs and your black ass is making too much noise, they'll come and ask you to be quiet or you can leave. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of the black clubs, they don't even have nobody in the room. The manager's in the back. There's waitresses trying to get the food out. There's nobody in the room to see you or see what's going on. And you could get, you know, I've said before, it's going to take a comedic, you know, assault, which they had one with Steve Brown, for somebody to realize that you need to protect your your comedian. Because there's comedy clubs that are so close, they can touch your feet. Mm -hmm. They could be on stage in an instant. I've had it happen more than 10 times. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The black clubs and the white clubs are totally different. Totally different beasts. Right. The humans are different. The clubs are different. But see, I go to them all. Black folks would be surprised what these white comics are saying about us when they think we're not there. <laughs> I've heard some of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I but I like to be able to play every room. I have a large Latin uh, following because, you know, I did George Lopez's show, um, about eight episodes of that. I had a Latino love interest. Um, I've had Latino boyfriends. So I got a big Latin following. I think a lot of white folks like me too, because that Borat really took them over the edge. Borat was fantastic. Talk about some comedy. That's good stuff. That's great stuff. Black folks slept on that film. There's black folks that love me and are related to me that have never seen Borat. (laughs) But see, now, now, it's a lot to watch, you know. I, <laughs> the stuff we did in Borat is so. That's some good not, stuff. It's not, uh, what's the word, Rolanda? It's, um, it's so not politically correct, girl. Not kosher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good word. It ain't not kosher at all. But that's what makes it so good and daring. It's like, how did he get away with half the stuff he did? 
I we went to Romania. <laughs> Unbelievable. And how he got these interviews and stuff. What happened in Romania? That's where we filmed the Kazakhstan scenes at in Romania. God, that's unbelievable. Where did he get the money? And and, and and the way they got the um footage with the people is because believe it or not, everybody's thirsty to be on TV. Right. And they would set people up and tell them they were doing a documentary. And that's how people signed the releases. Right. So everybody, in, everybody in the movie signed the release except for five people, us, the movie star. Right. That's why we made so much money, because we didn't have to pay nobody, because everybody signed the release. Thinking what you signed the release for? Now, listen, if y'all have not seen that, that is one to see for real. One to see. What else can we look forward to? What, 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 what can we help you do? Wow, well, where do I start? Well, okay, a lot of the movies and things have been pushed back, so I don't know when the release of Coming to America, The Quest, will be out, but you can look for me in that. I also did the sequel to Power, oh. an episode of that uh, called um, Power Book 2, Ghost. Mm -hmm. The new season of The Last OG, Tracy Morgan Show, has started. That's that. a killer. And yeah. I did an episode of that. <laughs> I also did an episode of Family Reunion with Richard Roundtree and Loretta Devine for Netflix. Yeah. I have another project that's really going to blow everybody's mind. They won't let me talk about that yet. And what you could do now is, of course, Netflix is streaming Dolomite Is My Name. That's right. You could check out Dolomite Is My Name on Netflix. And you could also, uh, if you want to hear any more of my uh, rhetoric, sorry, our late garbage man is here right now and I got my door open. <laughs> Welcome to the hood. Garbage coming five in the evening. Um, I have a YouTube show called Hey Lunell, H-E-Y-L-U-E-N-E-L-L. -E -E -L -L. It tapes live every Wednesday where I'm all glammed up. I don't look like a moose like now. Like I said, I put on lashes once a week. It's Wednesday. Right. It comes on live at 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. And uh, even if you don't watch it live, you can always just go to YouTube and put in Hey Lunell. If, if anybody out there follows me on Instagram, it's just at Lunell, L-U-E-N-E-L-L. -L. The link is in the bio. All you right. click the link in the bio, it'll take you straight there. You can subscribe. And you can get all the information here on this, this platform, too. You go straight Oh, up. okay, good. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> I got you, girl. And, and so that, you know, people can, can watch me on that. And I usually have a little quarantini during that time. <laughs> and I usually also push edible of the week. Do you eat edibles, Rolanda? Honey, I know them. I live in California and I got menopause, so I know edibles. <laughs> okay, girl. Well, I promote the edible of the week, girl. <laughs> and then I do, you know, I talk about stuff from everything from my crazy relationship to my kid. You know, I went viral recently for quarantining my daughter from being in my home. And everybody was like, oh, you kicked her out your house. I didn't kick her out. I quarantined her. She's got a place to live. I pay for it. It's four blocks down the street. Well, you're smart because a lot of people about to kill their family members right now. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that's murder. Okay, <laughs> number one. And uh, I just had to do it because this was back when 
they were not taking it serious. You know, like you can't get your hair braided by some trap hoe that I don't know right. and come over here because I don't know where she been or what she been doing. That's right. You know, I, I'm not, you know, the kids that think, oh, you're overreacting. Oh, mom. And I, I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Watch this overreaction. Don't come to hell over here no more. <laughs> so I had to do that. And then I put it on my Instagram and it went all viral and stuff. But I felt like it was a public service announcement. A lot of people thanked me for being the catalyst to push them over the edge to say no. That's you know, right. your, gra your grandmother used to say, in or out, in or out. That's right. Don't bring that in my house. <laughs> right. And that includes all them. And it's not, um, you know, the carriers can have no symptoms. Mm -hmm. That's right. And then now they done infected you, you know? And my husband has COPD, he's got a breathing disorder. So my daughter gets something on me, I give something to him, he's not gonna make it. That's right. That's you right. You wanna live with that guilt? Mm -hmm. So if you wanna run over to your homeboy or homegirl's house that bad, take your shit. <laughs> I know that's right. Look down there, ain't nobody dying here today. <laughs> uh, no, stay on over there. I love it. I love it. Anything else that you want to say to your fans or just encouragement during this lockdown time or just the I just want to say that we got to eat, you know, uh, even though we're still, you know, frying pork chops and doing our thing, because pork chops will be on my weekend menu. Hey, girl, they in my refrigerator. Look, I, I gave up red meat in January, but I ain't giving up my pork. Now, damn it, I draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we're still eating that, you know, incorporate some fruits and, you know, some fruits and vegetables into your right. uh, diet. Drink some nice hot tea instead of sodas and stuff after your meal. The tea will help break down your food, that, you know, stuff like that. Um, follow me on my YouTube channel. And uh, I hope that the people out there know that I am honored to be interviewed by you. Oh. We've been knowing each other for a long time. We've been kikiing. Yes. My publicist is one of your best friends. That's right. I don't know, you know, the young folk don't know a lot and they don't know that you, you know, up there with the Sally Jesse Raphael's <laughs> and the Oprah yes. and all that, that Rolanda right, right here, right here, had <laughs> her own show on television too called, let me see, Rolanda. <laughs> Thank God for YouTube. You can go yeah, and yeah. all <laughs> and, 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 and that, you know, I never made it to your television show, but we're doing this now. And, you know, fingers crossed, maybe you'll get one again. Yeah, you know? But hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, got an, a new baby and a husband. She's going to get tired. <laughs> you can take Hoda's place. You can drink wine just like her. There you go. I'm available. I'm available. <laughs> But Lou, now so, I have admired you, know. you for so long, and you know, I, I, you know, I love comedy. And between you and Kim Coles and Kim Whitley, all my friends, I have had the courage to take the stage. It's a fun thing to do. I ain't making a bunch of money at it, but there's nothing that makes your heart sing than having a bunch of people crack up at, at your story and your truth. And I, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, I miss, I miss the laughter. I do. Yeah, it really. I haven't touched the microphone since you know March, uh, March the 9th. 
Last yeah. time I wore a good bra. And um, I do miss the, I miss the laughter. It's gonna be music to my ears. Yeah. So, but until then, you know, this is a time where people are able to access, look and see their favorite celebrities more than ever. Because mm -hmm. everybody ain't sitting around on their live Instagram when we go back to work. That's right. You know, I guarantee, I guarantee ain't nobody gonna be sitting home watching D-Nice spend them records when we go back to work. Right. You know, but um, right now you can access people. So I just say, you know, follow your favorite person. Follow, support your show, support mine. Look at these IG lives, you know, and if you can do something to help a neighbor, if you can do something to help an older person, because, you know, if you live long enough, you too will be an older person. Yeah, and you're going to wish that somebody would help you, you know? Mm -hmm. And just stay prayed up and drink your water and don't get pregnant during the damn corona. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> don't get pregnant, Rolanda. Listen, girl, look, if I do, they're going to be three wise men crossing the desert. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll do a little bit better now when we go back. Maybe instead of the Snickers bar, and I love me a good Snickers. Maybe you'll have an apple or something in your purse right. or in your backpack. We just got to keep doing better and take our vitamin D and our vitamin C and all that good stuff. Drink brown liquor. I heard brown liquor uh, <laughs> cure anything. Well, I, I used to do we that. Got a, we got a lot ahead of us, <clears throat> but one thing's for sure. We laugh a lot to keep from crying, but laughter sure changes the world. And Lunell, you have been changed every time you show up, whether it's in a room on a stage or here, you change the world in a positive way. And I love you, honey. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rolanda, for you know listening to my little long-winded self. Me and my saggy titties about to go in here and make some chicken wings, barbecue chicken wings and, and potato salad. I know that's right. Well, it's about happy hour around about now. So go on and get you. Get Say you. no more. Just Say no, no more. more. <laughs> I love you. See you. <laughs> I love you too, baby. Bye, everybody. Just want to say thank you so much for listening to Rolanda On Demand. It means the world to me that you carved out a piece of your day just to listen to this show. And I hope you enjoyed Lunell and you got a couple of laughs and some insight. And I think we all should be eating better roundabout now during COVID to keep our immunity systems up. Remember, catch Lunell on Wednesdays on her YouTube channel. And also, please follow her on all forms of social media. Follow me, too, at Rolanda Watts. You can follow me at the Rolanda Watts channel on YouTube and continue to follow and enjoy Rolanda On Demand. And, um, you know, I'm all on all forms of social media, so reach out and follow me. Also, go to Rolanda.com, my website, and save your seat for my reinvention retreat. For those of you guys who are looking for something new to do because you want to or you have to, honey, reinvention is my game. <laughs> Rolanda's my name, reinvention's my game. So if you're looking for some good tips and some good uh, strategies in terms of going for something new and getting that mindset and starting sometimes all over. Trust me, honey, I can help you with it. Some free webinars, sign up, get your seat, 
Rolanda.com, R-O-L-O-N-D-A. In the meantime, you and your family be super, super, super safe and uh, know that I'm thinking about you. And before I let go, I just want to give a shout out to Wayne Lindsay, who did this beautiful rendition of Before I Let Go, which is my theme music for my podcast right now and also the music you hear throughout. So thank you, Wayne. Really appreciate it. And lastly, I am so very, very proud to be part of the Mocha Podcast Network. I am so excited to be working with Sheila Eldridge and so many of these other wonderful women who... um, I've always admired and loved to work with. In the meantime, please wear your mask. Please wash your hands. Please be safe. And now go out there or stay home even better and do something good. I'm Rolanda Watts and you've been listening to Rolanda On Demand. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.